Hey everybody, welcome into Montana at Noon. For new media broadcasters, I'm Ashley Milas. To start our show, let's check out that extended weather command forecast. Today it's going to be sunny with highs 80 to 85 degrees and south winds up to 10 miles per hour. Tonight it's going to be mostly cloudy in the evening, then clearing with lows in the mid-50s and south winds up to 10 miles per hour. On the 4th of July, it's going to be sunny in the morning, then partly cloudy with a chance of rain showers and a slight chance of thunderstorms in the afternoon. Highs will be 80 to 85 degrees and west winds up to 10 miles per hour, shifting to the northwest in the afternoon. The chance of precipitation on Independence Day is 30%. And coming this Sunday, it's going to be mostly cloudy in the morning, then clearing with a 40% chance of rain showers and highs 75 to 80 degrees. And coming this Monday, it's going to be sunny with a 20% chance of thunderstorms and highs around 80 degrees. And looking into Tuesday, it's going to be partly cloudy with a chance of rain showers and a slight chance of thunderstorms. Highs will be 80 to 85 degrees. The chance of precipitation next Tuesday is 50%. And on Wednesday, it's going to be partly cloudy with a 40% chance of rain showers and a slight chance of thunderstorms. Highs will be 75 to 80 degrees. To continue, let's check out our local news. The Montana Department of Labor and Industry announced this week they will be offering expanded unemployment insurance to Montanans who have drained their existing UI benefits. This extension will provide 13 extra weeks of additional UI benefits for Montanans. If an individual is eligible, they will see this extra option on their Montana Works dashboard. Last week alone, DLI issued about $47 million in UI benefits to 45.5 thousand Montanans. Acting Commissioner Brendan Nordland said, quote, We know how important these UI payments are for Montanans who have felt the economic impacts of COVID-19. DLI remains committed to helping eligible Montanans receive unemployment benefits they need and helping both workers and employers navigate the changing workforce, end quote. For more information, you can visit dli.mt.gov COVID-19. U.S. Senator John Tester held a press call Thursday, June 2nd to discuss health care, Amtrak, and the U.S. Postal Service's role in rural communities. Tester said Amtrak's recent budget proposal that minimizes long-distance passenger service would leave 3,700 people out of work, and he wants an explanation. I have asked the CEO of Amtrak for an explanation and told him that if Congress is going to continue support of Amtrak, we need a commitment about the long-distance rail routes impact rural states like Montana. Tester said the CARES Act includes about $1 billion in funding for Amtrak, and due to this, he believes it's now their turn to uphold their end of the bargain. Tester then discussed the U.S. Postal Service and said he still believes it is a crucial service for rural Montana. Some people think that it just needs to go away because people don't use it anymore. They couldn't be further from the truth. And quite frankly, we're seeing more need for the United States Postal Service than ever before because it plays such an essential role in remote areas across our state. Tester concluded that any post office closures or price increases would be devastating for rural communities and seniors living in remote areas that require medical supplies and other necessary services delivered to them. A man has been charged in Hill County District Court for allegedly attempting to aid a detention center inmate in his plan of escaping custody. Stephen L. Newberry has been charged with felony conspiracy to commit obstruction justice for allegedly attempting to help Joshua Glenn Reed flee from the Northern Montana Hospital on June 12th. Court documents state that Reed made two calls to Newberry from the detention center where they discussed a plan involving Reed escaping custody. Later that evening, Reed was transported to Northern Montana Hospital after he said he was dizzy and disoriented and had pain in his right wrist and left leg. Reed attempted to escape from the hospital after being discharged and awaiting transport back to the detention center, but he tripped over a pile of rocks and was tackled to the ground by an officer. 
Both Newbury and Reed are scheduled to be arraigned on July 13th. And that'll do it for our local news today. Now let's see what's going on in and around our state. U.S. wildlife officials have agreed to decide by the end of August whether climate change and other threats are pushing the rare wolverine closer to extinction. Government attorneys and conservation groups that sued to force a decision filed court documents Thursday, settling the lawsuit and agreeing to the deadline. That comes more than four years after a federal judge chastised government officials for rejecting the views of many of its own scientists when it decided against protecting wolverines. Also known as mountain devils, wolverines need deep snows to den. Scientists warn such habitat could shrink as the earth heats up. The Montana Governor's Office and the Office of Public Instruction have issued separate plans advising schools how to safely reopen in the fall. The plans released Thursday differ in content and approach, and officials from the two offices say they did not coordinate with each other on the final guidelines. Democratic Governor Steve Bullock says school administrators should look to both plans and other resources as they plan to reopen. Republican Superintendent of Public Instruction Elsie Arnson says school administrators have been calling for a unified plan, and she would have preferred to have been consulted. Montana Governor Steve Bullock says he won't issue an order requiring people to wear masks in public. The Democratic governor repeated his request that people wear masks, avoid large crowds, and adhere to social distancing guidelines, but he stopped short of imposing any restrictions Thursday. Local officials are beginning to push for stricter prevention measures, including mandatory mask wearing in public spaces. State health officials are reporting 67 confirmed cases of COVID-19, a record high for daily reported cases in the state. The cases reported Thursday bring the number of confirmed cases to 1,083. 14 people are hospitalized and 22 have died. Reporters, copy editors, and photographers at the Billings Gazette newspaper have voted to unionize the newsroom. The Associated Press reported that 18 of the 20 eligible staff voted by mail over a three-week period and all the votes tallied Thursday were in favor of unionizing. The newspaper is now affiliated with the Denver News Guild, Negotiations on the labor contract have not yet been scheduled. Gazette President Dave Worstall says the company plans to follow the law and bargain in good faith to reach a contract that is fair for all parties. The all-consuming nature of the coronavirus pandemic is creating unforeseen dilemmas for political candidates. In Montana, where Democratic Governor Steve Bullock is seeing a U.S. Senate seat, He's facing allegations from Republicans of trying to capitalize on the crisis after helping keep the state's infection rate among the lowest in the nation. Bullock's campaign counters that Republicans are trying to distract from incumbent Senator Steve Dane's record opposing expanded health care. Similar tensions have cropped up in Utah, Washington State, and North Carolina as candidates who already hold office grapple with a thorny question, where does the coronavirus stop and the campaign begin? A number of safety changes are being implemented as courthouses in the South Central District of North Dakota prepare for resuming jury trials July 14th. The precautions include physical changes such as the installation of plexiglass barriers. The Associated Press reported other changes will be more about scheduling and managing traffic in a building with space limitations. Presiding Judge Bruce Romanick says no courthouse is built to keep people six feet apart. The district has more than 1,200 jury trials scheduled in the next year. The North Dakota Supreme Court suspended jury trials in March as the coronavirus pandemic gained momentum. Montana health officials have confirmed 45 additional cases of COVID-19 and counted the 23rd death related to the coronavirus. Bighorn County officials said Friday a woman in her 60s died of complications due to COVID-19 after being hospitalized in the county. This marks the fourth death related to the virus in Bighorn County. 
The state's cumulative case count is 1,128, 17 people are hospitalized, and 678 have reportedly recovered. Governor Steve Bullock urged Montana residents to wear a mask and practice social distancing while in public, but stopped short of issuing a statewide mandate to that effect. And that'll conclude our state news today. Now let's check out those wheat prices per bushel. In Hill County, winter wheat is $3.88, while spring wheat is $4.53. In Blaine County, winter wheat is $3.78, while spring wheat is $4.48. In Liberty County, winter wheat is $3.93, while spring wheat is $4.53. In Shoto County, winter wheat is $3.88, while spring wheat is $4.53. And in Phillips County, winter wheat is 373, while spring wheat is 443. To continue, let's take a look at our funeral notices. Carol Ann Upshaw passed away of natural causes at the Sweet Memorial Nursing Home in Chinook on April 8th, just four days after her 76th birthday. Cremation has taken place, and a graveside service will be held at 10 a.m. on Friday, July 10th, in Calvary Cemetery. A reception will follow the graveside service at the Eagles Club in Chinook. Please visit Carol's online memorial page and leave a message of condolence for her family at hollandbonine.com. Well, folks, that will conclude our show today. I want to thank you for tuning in. And remember, we are your primary news source seven days a week on KOJM and KPQX. For new media broadcasters, I'm Ashley Milas, and I hope you have a great weekend and a happy Independence Day.